Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is August 6, 2019. We are on Tuesday. We're going to hit a week tomorrow. It's so crazy how fast time goes by. I knew we were going um, to vacation for so long on August 17th that it just sounded absolutely far, far away. And I can't believe it's already here and kids are getting ready to go back to school. And yesterday, some schools in our area did go back. And I thought, when did we lose August for that? There's just so much stuff going on. But You know, hopefully we just keep our eye on the ball and do our best every day. So today's show is one of those gentle, subtle topics that I talk about once in a while because we forget certain things. It's just easy to forget because time does go by fast. It's like the calendar, it doesn't matter if it says 2019 or 2025, we're still here. And we still have things we look for in life that allow us to trust ourselves, to allow ourselves to do the things that we really desire to do. And you think that's weird, that how do we not do what we want to do? How do we not trust ourselves? And yet, it happens all the time. One of the most common questions that came to me after I saw Christ is why am I here? Why am I here? And there's like these defeating feelings that come with a question like that. Because if you don't know why, not just why you're here, like why you're here in the big picture or why you're here, but you don't feel connected to what you're doing which means we had to shut ourselves off to do the things that we wanted to do. Talking about honoring your soul, even five years ago, even though I was talking about it, but generally talking about it, would have been something that people would say, well, wait a minute, why do I need to do that? And what does that look like? I'm still trying to wrap my mind around self-love or self-accounting. But every single thing that Christ taught me went right back to each of us, like us to ourselves. Last night, I kept seeing a bridge because Christ said, people, you will bridge people's souls back to them. And then I thought, oh, so I guess it wasn't so weird that people asked me who they were. Or it wasn't so weird. Because I myself didn't know who I was, really, other than, you know, a mom and working and making ends meet and trying to make things happen for my kids. I knew what I had to do. But honor and your soul have nothing to do with what you do but they have it has everything to do 
with why you do it. Because a lot of us by now have answered all the what. But why did you choose that school? Why did you choose that profession? Why did you marry that woman or man? Why do you live in that area? Because now we know we have choices. We know that those choices don't happen to us, that we happen to them. We have grown in so many ways in terms of taking responsibility for the decisions we make. And when we do that, and we hit this, this I, I want to say, um, this place where we feel like, okay, now I've done that. Now I can stop thinking about myself. Now I can stop thinking about trying. But honor slips in without anybody trying. I don't know how to tell you to honor yourself. But I do know what it means when you do. And I do know the feelings that we feel towards ourselves when we get there. The road to honoring yourself is just telling the truth to yourself in your life, taking away blame, taking away fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt off of your plate towards yourself. Oh, but I did that when I was young. Oh, but I did this. Oh, I was here. Oh, I didn't take care of myself. Oh, I didn't go to college. Oh, I didn't, you know, it goes on and on and on of exactly why you shouldn't be okay. But there's some fine tuning that goes on with honor. We become very flexible. It's crazy how flexible we are because anything we do, we know not only did we choose it, in one way, shape, or form. We take responsibility for that. But if things don't go exactly as planned, we know in the back of our heads that we can adjust it, we can still trust it, we can allow it, we can accept it. We don't worry what other people think, not because we're rebellious, and I'm like, I don't care what anybody thinks. We just really don't worry about it because we know at the end of the day, It's not their passion to be doing. What is your passion? It gives you this objective outlook on the choices you make. Like, hey, you know what? I am going to give this a try. And I'm going to see if it works because it's something I've always wanted to do. And if there's something I don't know about it, I'm going to find out about it along the way. There is a couple things that have happened to me that tested and pushed and prodded something I didn't even know I needed to have, which is honor of my soul, until I hit this situation. 
And both involve temptation, tempting, something, you know, scratching at the door. It's like everything is going great and something's scratching at the door. And it's one of those things, if you do it, it will change the trajectory of your life. But they were based by ego because ego has a great entrance plan and it doesn't have an exit plan. And I knew it at the time. Thank God. It would have ruined my friendship with the person. It would have taken away that absolute innocent freedom that I felt. It gave me respect for somebody's life without thinking of just what I may want or they may want in that in that time. And I stood back and I just said, I have to protect. And I said it out loud, not just to me, to both of us. I have to protect our friendship. I could see past this, and I have to protect our friendship. And I thought, even though I said that, that it was at the risk of losing that friendship. But I'd rather lose the friendship than lose it over a scandal of some kind. And the truth was, That friendship is one of my best friends today. And it was because of standing up for what I knew was going to ultimately hurt me deeply if I took that chance or that opportunity. That's when I learned Don't make a short-term decision on anything in your life that's long-term. Just like the regret of someone who gets a tattoo that says rebel across their chest. When they're a rebel at 18 or 19 or however old you have to be to legally get a tattoo... And now has three children and says, well, you know, I kind of regret these tattoos. And then there they are. But they're trying to get them removed. And thank God, I think there are ways or places, and I don't know how expensive it is, but she started with the one on the back of her neck, and now there's one on her back that says something about being a stamp tramp or tramp stamp or I don't remember what it says. It's on Jessica Alba. And she brought that up and now she has three kids and she has that on her back. And now she wants to get rid of it. When my daughter was in college, I said that to her. Just don't make a long-term decision on a short-term whim. Those short-term whims Honor can see through. 
honor of your soul. It's calm if I were to describe it to you. It's kind. It listens. It's patient. And that's just how you think. That's not what you do for other people or anything you do outside of you because if you do it inside, it's coming on the outside. But making best decisions every single day without feeling like, well, I have to try to make the best decision or is this the best decision? There's a calmness to just knowing that today is a day that you're here. You can enjoy it in the way you enjoy life the most. dress the way you want. You can decide how much effort you're going to put into your work or not. You can decide if you have to do your errands or not. You can organize your things and, and keep your surroundings clean if you want. You can cook your favorite food or not. You can take care of your health and exercise or not. But in every single decision you make, you already know that you're doing your best. One of my favorite things in life is going to bed absolutely exhausted. Just exhausted. I love finishing every last thing before I go to bed. And no one even knows I'm doing it. I mean, to everyone, I'm just around. I'm in the kitchen or I'm in my office or I'm at the gym or I'm shopping for food, my favorite things to do. Those are the four. Seeing friends, having them over for dinner. Going out with them for dinner. Those simple things, those are like the five makeup in my life, the things I do for the most part on top of working. And I plan them throughout the day and they like break up my day and it what it does is it takes what I do in my office and makes it part of my day instead of, oh, I got to go and sit and work. It keeps it fresh. I get to hear people all day long. Everything I do revolves around hearing people because I love to know what we are doing all the time. I hear it. I see it. I, You know, we've had some really big challenges with these mass shooters. You just never know if you're going to go to a Walmart or a Target or or to an event or to a bar. You just never know who's around the corner and why. And we have a lot of untapped anger in our world. And anger begets anger. Negative begets negative. Positive begets positive. We all know it. We all can see what's happening. And we all know that while we are here, we can choose to live the best life 
we want to. And at the same time, we can try to create a world that gives people a chance to grow up not born and bred with anger. Because that's the result of it. No matter how we look at it, something breaks, whether it's mental illness that's untapped and unmedicated or unaddressed. In the United States, we used to have places where if somebody was out of their mind, we can help them without it costing $1,000 a week to do it. And I remember it was the one thing Reagan did that I thought, oh, that's not going to be good. And I was only between 18 and I think 24 or 26 by the time he was done. And they shut down all the institutions that we needed. And they just let them flood the streets. Told families, take care of your family members that are in here and They weren't qualified to do that, but they literally shut them down. And when you see us not take care of each other and honor our own souls and nobody else's, that's not true honor of the soul. Because once you understand what it takes to be calm, to be kind, to listen, to be patient. Those decisions would never be made. I don't care what lobbyist shows up. I don't care what argument is made. Christ is bigger than the revolving door of any government has been here longer than any country. And what he said was when we leave one person behind, we still have work to do. Whether we leave them hungry physically, hungry mentally, if anyone ever asks me again in life, Why am I here? It's to learn not only to be good to yourself, but to really understand what it means that we owe that to each other, that we're here to pull each other along. Because when we don't, we do some really horrific things because we no longer see the value. The why am I here is Now, how I'm going to leave. Honor is a trust that every single one of us has something good in us. And when we speak to that good and we build that good, good will come out. When we speak to the horror, when we Speak in anger when we hurt each other. That goes somewhere. It goes somewhere, but where? Well, we find out that it's in a hand that pulls a trigger. 
or a hand that lifts itself and hurts another person, or a hand that uses a pen or a keyboard to steal or hurt other people. It's not the hand that's the problem, it's what it can do. That's the problem, what it wants to do. There's people that work so hard and want good for everyone and truly want good for everyone. It's not that they can go out and change the world, but in their heart, everyone they meet, they hope to leave better than when they walked in, just through kindness. It it melts us. Kindness takes us and gives us new eyes to see the world. Like, wow, the world isn't that bad. But when we don't see it and we become so hurt that no matter what anybody does, we don't even feel it anymore. Something like honoring your soul is is miles and miles and miles away. We just got to build that soul to some sense of self-worth. Leaders in our world have become these people that we're just trying to not have to have worse conditions through. Having better conditions through has become a question we're not really sure can be answered. I don't care who they are at this point. But it's like this balloon that's just filling with air. And if we don't put in the right ingredients, and I, and I, you know, compared to what we hear out there, when you say something like truth, love, and purity, people say, oh, that sounds so silly. I said, sure it does. Sounds really silly because, because those things are missing We can get shot shopping or we can send our kids to school and we never know who else is going to be there. And it's not even fair driven. It's, it's become the reality because these things are missing. And it does sound silly from the top down because people look at you and go, wow, you know, what kind of profit does that make us? Oh, well, we still work. Will we still be the most powerful in the world? That's not what I'm talking about. We need to start with the young and teach them morality, teach them truth and love and purity. going back to unschooling so that we can get to honoring our souls. Not teaching the things that don't work, but to teach extensively math and English and reading. Everything else other than specialties for crafts and things we can do with our hands has been taking up brain power for years. 
but teaching morality, teaching the power of truth. Because what happens is, if we were to teach that now to young people, we tell them to tell the truth, but we don't teach them about the power of the truth. They walk out. It's really hard for them to see examples of it. And in the beginning of teaching them these things, they may walk out and not see examples of it for years, but it will be in them. Hurting others, not being okay. And it's not like you better not hurt them or you'll get in trouble. But when you hurt other people, it's because you're hurt. Now they can see themselves. The way we speak, that's something Christ said. There's two languages in our world and only two, and there will always only be two. One that is based in love and one that is based in the lack of love. And no matter how powerful the lack of love looks, it is a balloon that can pop at any time. It is the short-term decision on long-term plans. And we're seeing that example every single day. To the point where how much can we be shocked now? All the lines that we thought couldn't be crossed, we're watching. And we're looking at them. And if we choose not to look at them, we do live, at least while we're here, a life that we feel we can manage, we feel we can honor our souls, we feel we can help each other. And there's so many communities that just are taking the bull by the horns and doing it themselves. Some things just outlive their youthfulness. And when we're calm, And when we're truly kind and we truly listen and we are patient to ourselves, we can see that. We don't have to go and argue against the world. We change the world by being those things. It's so powerful that it affects people who feel like they don't know why they're here. I would I would ask the question, you know, when you have a a young human being who's 20 and orders a gun online and finds a way to go out there and shoot people and doesn't even know because they they care so little that one of the people they shot is their own sister. Those parents just lost two children in it. I would say, wow, you know, and I know this is going to sound funny, but it's the power of love or not. I would wonder when that human being was last held, hugged, told they were loved, had long conversations with their parents about building their life. We heard a lot of negative. Oh, was bullied. Oh, he stood out. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, I used to say stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I got kicked out of school. 
that list was really, really long. But it's not only that guy anymore. It's somebody in almost every neighborhood, it sounds like. We need to teach honor, truth, love, purity, self-respect, self-rejuvenation, reclaiming ourselves. I just had to do this show. Had to give balance to what we hear and why we're hearing it. This stuff doesn't just show up at our door. These 20-year-olds, young 20-year-olds, had 20 years to get here. Nobody gets there in a day. And for most parts, they know they're going to die too which is why they don't care. But that level of anger and discord inside is what is truly horrific. That it got there. It's like not even having to go to war. They are the war. So stay kind, calm, listen, and be patient. And let that be what people learn through your examples, through your conversations, and through your trust of their lives. You guys, time is already up. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Dot com.